Hey girl, hey, it's Shelby. And if this is your first time here, I am the writer behind Shelby.com. I'm also the owner of Shelby Christian Stationery. And every single Monday, you can catch a new episode of the Dare Bold Believer podcast where I like to pour up a big bold cup of Christ. So let's hop right into today's episode, which is actually a little different from what we usually talk about, but still on point. Anywho, so today we're actually going to be talking about reading the Bible in the year. So, I don't know, God has just been putting so many different things, so many different, I don't know, actions, calls to actions on my heart um, in the last few weeks. And reading the Bible in the year is one of those things. And it was something I was thinking I would just make a video about, but then I decided, you know what, let's make it a podcast episode because I want to talk about what I'm doing, what I'm going to be trying to do as I read the Bible in a year. And obviously, I also want to encourage you to join me on the journey because what fun would it be to do by myself? Let's read the Bible in a year. Is that crazy or is it just me? I don't know. For me, that sounded like such an impossible and difficult task. And maybe part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this on the podcast today subconsciously is because I need somebody to help me hold me accountable and so I'm hoping that we can be each other's accountability partners in this and let's let's do this we can do it it doesn't matter when you hear this episode these resources are going to be available evergreen on my site so you can always join in and get started with reading your bible in a year so what really prompted me to want to do this was I seen this video on tiktok um Cora and she's a pastor and she was talking about the importance of reading the Bible and how we need to know the word, not just like attend church, but also know the word. And then I seen another video. So you know how God is, you know, when you need confirmation about something, you're going to get it. So then I seen another video um, of somebody talking, and I didn't, I don't follow this person, so I don't know their name. So forgive me in advance. Um, but I seen another video of someone talking about Fighting, fighting off attacks by Satan and basically how the only way you can really successfully do that is by knowing your scriptures. So I was like, okay, once again, here we go. Uh, another reminder that we need to read and know our word, right? Because it's very difficult to fight off attacks from Satan if you don't know scripture. That's why scripture-based prayer is so important. You know, the, those strategic prayers that are based on the word that stand on God's promises, those are, you know, the best way to pray. Um, so I was like, okay, so what does that look like? Like, how, how can we make this happen then? How, how is it going to be possible for me to do all the things, you know, cause we're all doing all the things, you know, we're all working, we're going to school, we're, we're doing all the things, taking care of kids, taking care of husbands, you know, trying to take care of ourselves. Um, how am I going to do all of the things and also read the Bible in a year? And, and then also I don't want to give up my already devotion time, you know, what I already have set in place. I don't want to set that aside um, to then start reading the Bible in a year. So I was like, how is this going to work? So what I came up with, I'm keeping my regular Bible study routine. I basically Bible study um, usually very slowly, first of all, because <laughs> I'll read like maybe one or two verses a day. Um, so and you know just dig deep into those two verses anyway so basically I'm going to continue to do my regular bible study routine which I usually try to bible study three to four times a week and then I scripture write pretty much every day and if I miss a day you know go backwards whatever whatever pray 
every day right so I'm gonna keep all of those things in place I'm gonna continue to do that that's gonna continue to be like my time with God routine so I was like you know what I can read the Bible in a year if I listen to it because there is no way I'm going to be able to sit down and read it and get through all the chapters that I need to get through each day um and so that's, that's kind of the conclusion I came to. Now, I think it is possible to sit down and read it because thus far, it hasn't been super overwhelming listening to it to, you know, read, read the Bible. But I think it really just depends on what your schedule looks like, what you have going on. I think if I was working from home still full time, I'd definitely be able to sit down and read, you know, my scriptures for each day. But with my commute, I just don't have that much free time. So listening to it has definitely been the best option and you guys I'm really excited to say I'm on week two of um, my reading plan so I'm very much so like I've been able to be consistent with it and it hasn't been an issue and I'm encouraged you know to do it one I'm starting off in Genesis because that's the just the way the reading plan is laid out I did try to stick with the order that the Bible is in because I thought that that would be the best way for me to get through it so it is basically organized in that way but I feel like if you like audio Bibles, this is probably a great way to do it. If you don't even have an audio Bible, just download version. That's what I do. That's what I already use and they already have the, you know, the option there to listen. So that's been perfect. I restart and re-listen like 15 times. So I do want to make sure I say that. I, I listen to it, but if I get distracted, if I don't hear everything that's happening in the verse, I always try to make sure I stop or I go ahead and start over, you know, or whatever I need to do to ensure that I hear what is happening and I don't miss it because I don't want to just be passively listening. That's not going to help me to remember. You know, I, I want to make sure that I'm actually experiencing the Bible. Make sure you listen to a translation you enjoy. I always feel like that's super important. I know that sometimes the translations can get a little funky, you know, and kind of get a little offbeat with what the word says. Um... And like when you're like looking things up, but listen to a version that you're going to enjoy that you're going to be able to listen to and easily understand. Because if you just sit there listening to King James and you have no clue what they're talking about because of all of these and nows and all that, then it's just not going to be helpful. So choose a version you enjoy. Listen to that and just stick with it. I, I definitely think like listening to it at least twice. Um, instead of just letting it play through once is helpful and then just making sure you, you hold yourself accountable for getting your reading done I have tried to do it like first thing in the morning when I wake up I just find I'm like I need to be all the way awake before I start listening tried to do it driving it's too distracting so I usually just do it at my desk you know when I'm working um, during you know slower times or whatever it's just so I can actually be paying attention and what I usually find myself doing is kind of listening and reading along at the same time and I think that that's helping me to really you know read understand and start to remember some of the scriptures um a little bit better and that's really what it all comes down to it's all <clears throat> really about remembering the scriptures like I'm probably not going to be able to quote scripture for scripture but I'm going to remember like hey I know I read this and I need to use this for whatever attack or whatever issue I'm dealing with right now and I think that's really the importance of this entire thing and experience um 
So I did want to share um, a verse that I thought was perfect, a perfect reminder of why it's so important for us to know our word. And it's actually from Matthew's, it's chapter four and verse five through six. It's during the time when Jesus is in the desert and um, he's fasting, you know, the 40 days, 40 nights in the desert and he's tempted by Satan. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands, they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him again, this is verse seven, sorry, you guys. And Jesus said to him again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And then verse eight, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in the glory. Verse nine. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Verse 10. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And that's actually from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy? I cannot say that to save my life. Um, that Jesus quotes. So as you can see, the most powerful thing that Jesus, and I'm sorry, let me read 11. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So as you can see from that entire kind of encounter between Jesus and Satan, the most powerful thing that Satan used, I'm sorry, that Jesus used to fight off Satan was scripture. When he, when he quote, quoted scripture, Satan had no choice but to flee him. So it's so important for us to know the word. You know, we are all going to be attacked. Um, we are all going to have Satan schemes, you know, <laughs> come against us at one time or another. All, I'm sure, multiple times. Because, child, I can tell you January was tough. All right. Um, but we're all going to experience that. And so, you know, you just got to be ready. I'm always like, look, get ready. I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong. I'm saying, uh, I'm saying my own quote wrong. <laughs> um, my thought process is always to stay ready so I don't have to get ready. So this is my attempt to stay ready so I don't have to get ready because quite literally, I don't want to have another month like January, child. I just, I cannot, okay? <laughs> Absolutely cannot. I will not. And I'm just not for the games with Satan, okay? Quite literally. Like, mm -mm, I'm not doing that with him today or ever. And so I really just wanted to encourage you to join me um, on this challenge. Yeah, let's, let's keep going because I did have another verse that always reminds me of the importance of knowing scripture. And it is from Ephesians. Of course, I'm about to go to Armor of God. I mean, I'm just saying. Are you surprised? Um, so it's Ephesians. The whole Armor of God is in chapter 6 of Ephesians. And it starts on verse 10. And it goes to verse 20. And so I am going to read verse 14. Because I 
Well, let's let's do 13 and 14 and then we'll see what happens because y'all know how Holy Spirit is. You'd be like, keep reading. Um, <laughs> Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. 15. And as the shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. 16. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. 18. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. That means, y'all, we got to keep praying. We got to constantly be praying. And what I was just actually telling my sister, and y'all going to be like, this girl is talking a little different. So one thing that I'm working on is just being myself, walking in every room as myself. I don't always talk proper English. Sometimes I speak in broken jarred up language that makes absolutely no sense and you can hear all the twang just coming out and it just it, it is what it is if i can't be myself here then we in the wrong place so <laughs> if you wonder why i sound different that's what it is but anyways so i was having this conversation with my sister because it was just it, it this week was just a week it, it just was a week ain't no way, other way to explain it and it's only thursday but anyways, so this week has been a week. I'm having this conversation with my sister about praying. And she's like, you know, I need to stop cursing doing prayer. And I was like, why? That's how you talk. Like, that's who you are. Don't put limits on yourself to think you need to be a certain way in prayer. Don't put limits on yourself to think that your relationship with God has to be a certain way. It has to be done at a certain time. It has to look a certain way. It doesn't. Like, it is what it is. He already knows who you are. There is no need to switch up your verbiage to become a brand new person in order to speak to the Lord. He already knows who you are. So what are you pretending for? Like, quite literally. Um, so just just be yourself. <laughs> you know, don't let don't let somebody tell you or give you the illusion that there is a certain way that you need to present yourself to God because Jesus died on the cross quite literally so that the veil could be broken so that we could sit and connect directly with God, commune with him despite our brokenness, despite our, our flesh. Don't miss your opportunity to spend good time with God to grow and to have him to, you know, fill in all those broken places and be the eternal living water that he is. Don't miss your opportunity to do that because you think you have to be a certain way because you do not. Okay? And as always, be blessed. Stay safe. I will see you next time. Bye!